tuned in, tapped in, turned on to who I really am. I am your host, the Fabulous Doris Birch, founder of The Fat Factor. I am here for the 1% within the 1% fierce revolutionary feminine leader who has always known she is different, call for more, not going to live the normal life, and is going to do what it takes, no matter what it takes, until it takes to create that, all while becoming highly visible so they can make a global impact to fully step into the who they are being called to, fully tapping into the power of the feminine. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an author. I love the bling bling, thinking more fabulously bigger and doing it differently while we disrupt the status quo for women. We are rewriting the rules and we are doing it being fabulous, of course, without sacrificing our femininity, spirituality, or personal fulfillment. The biggest question is, who are you actually? At your core, who are you and what did you come here to do? Many women are hiding. They are not willing to make the choice to let their old selves die. They are quitting on themselves. But to create the vibrational space to step into their new fab you next level in order to find the woman you wish to become a choice needs to be made ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new fab you now is going to take some inner determination and strength but let me tell you and allow me to clear here it takes a lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you can get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. I think this way. I feel this way. I vibrate this way. I live on this sort of frequency and I show up this way. It is critical to do so if you're truly committed to having it all a life fully by design and on your terms in order to shift the old, become the real you, and finally break the pattern once and for all. Why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the I want it all table. And there are fewer women who truly own and command their space. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice, you continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything. Is it any wonder that you don't really let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind, act on it. How do I know all of this? Well, because I've lived it. It's the reason I think this must change and it must change now. Today's wave of spiritual women owning their power is unique, rare, and one of a kind. So what New Fab You is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be to the new fab you, you, who is fully unleashed in what she says, how she shows up, how she does business, how she does life. She knows what works for her. She backs herself unapologetically. She does it. Why? It is who she is and what she was born for. She did not come here for normal. So let me ask if you've had enough of just playing and you're ready to actually play life the way you know it's meant to be. Make the decision to say goodbye to the old. It's time to stop trying to create a new you around the same old people. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old thinking. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old habits. And stop trying to create a new you around the same old departure place. You just got to say yes. Well, you don't got to. 
but you do if you want to change. To be who you really are meant to be, then say yes. Yes to you. Yes to your soul. Yes to being accountable. Yes to the up level. And as I said earlier, it takes immense courage to be the real you. So enough. Enough with hiding your light. Enough with being less than. Enough with trying to fit in. Do it right. Enough with saying you're different but not showing it. It's time to give yourself unapologetic permission to be new fab you. The age of the invisible woman is over. So let me bring my fabulous guest on. Let me get it right today. <laughs> All right. There is a trick. How am I doing? Are we both here? Hold on. There we go. Got you on mute. I need to make sure I'm here because usually I'm not showing. Let's make sure. I see both of us. Okay, good. Fabulous. Because this new system, they changed the system on me. And so I have to double check if I'm showing. There we go. Ah. Are we here? Yeah. We are here. We are live. I am so happy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you again and see you. Yes. Oh, like I had such a fabulous experience from your show. And I was like, oh my gosh, what energy will we create today? So fun. So good. I know. Okay. So Serena, this is what happened um, to me is okay. that, and what I say is my new February moment was when I surrendered and I let go of the last remaining bits of worrying about what people yeah. thought of me or if I was even making any sense to whether they wanted to hear what I really wanted to say. And I really went all in on me. And the thing that I really discovered was like, when you dig beneath your fears and uncertainties, you do know you are worthy. And so what moment came for you to step into what we call your new fab you next level and your level of worthiness? Yeah. And I think that, I think we're always, leveling up. You know, I think it's a, I think it's never ending and we're always growing and we're always learning. But for me, the biggest shift in my life was trying to think if it was nine, about nine years ago. So I had, um, grown up with, um, abuse in my background and poverty and trauma and all that kind of stuff. And when I graduated high school, I was like, yes, I'm done. That's over. I never have to think about it again. Uh, but it was affecting my life in big ways. So it was affecting my self-worth. And if I uh, thought I was valuable and how I was making decisions and how I was showing up in the world in big ways, but I had no idea. And what led me to my moment, my before and after moment, was that I started a business and I started a homeless shelter for women. And that is honorable and good. But what I didn't know that a was a lot of my drive to do that was to get value. 
I was trying to prove I was worth something. And I thought, hey, what better way than this? Like this is this is a surefire way to prove I'm good and get approval and get people to like me and value me. And I tried to do it from the outside in, right? I tried to do this good thing in the community and in the world and to help people. And my heart was right. Like I went into it really honest to goodness. I wanted to help people and we did help people. But this stuff, from my past of not feeling valuable on the inside was absolutely affecting me. And so while I was doing that, I wasn't able to have great relationships with people. Um, I was terrified of the, I couldn't trust myself. I didn't trust my decisions. I was terrified I was doing everything wrong. I said yes to everybody because I didn't want to say no because I needed to get their approval, right? So saying no scary. And I completely burned myself out. And after five years, the business closed. And so it was that day, that day that, you know, we still had a family living in the house and I had to drive them somewhere else. And we had to tell everyone, you know, the people who'd been donating and all uh, the people who had supported us that we were, that we were done. And it felt like at that time in my life, this huge stamp like someone just putting a red stamp on me saying failure. And it was like official. And that wasn't when that stamp happened. That happened a long time ago, right? And that's how I felt on the inside. But it was like my outer world confirmed all my biggest fears that I wasn't valuable and that I was a failure. And at the same time, it was the beginning of healing. It was the beginning of this understanding that I needed to figure out how to do this from the inside. And with my connection with, you know, God, my inner voice, it was like, I clearly got the message, sweetie, you need to learn that you're valuable regardless of what you do. Mm. And that was the biggest um that was the beginning of everything. And I also, you know, through that process, did, tried all the things for healing <laughs> and like understanding, oh, I have trauma in my past. Oh, that's been affecting me. Oh, that's why I'm, you know, scared to be in groups. And I think I'm the worst out of everybody and I can't say no. And so I did all the healing work to learn my worth and my value and to have boundaries and to know what you think of me doesn't determine my value that it's, you know, that it is from the inside. And so, uh, yeah, that was like the before and after nine years ago, but it has been this process of, I love how you say, stop hiding your light because we have moments where we start to, we start the healing process. And that was very inward for me. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, out in the community, I, I, people were like, where have you been? Some people thought I moved because I just went home and I didn't do anything because I, I needed to do that inward healing and stuff. Um, and it wasn't until probably four years ago that I was again able to come out and be seen. And that was another healing journey that um, and, and having a podcast and making videos and showing up on social media is another, it's always healing and invitation. Like, are they really going to want to see me? And what if I say something stupid? And, you know, that's also this process of knowing your value. And for me, a very big piece of that healing was, um, experiencing 
what I what I do now for my job, but uh, rapid transformational therapy and going to those spaces in the past where I got downloaded and programmed that I was worthless and reframing those and switching those and creating new beliefs that are the truth, that I'm valuable, that you're valuable, that all of us are priceless and worthy and the thing we wanna create in the world is good and the, the dream we have is because we're supposed to accomplish it and all that kind of stuff, so. You know, you said so many powerful things <laughs> that, um, that, you know, even the thing that I find even insightful is that, you you know, even though you grew up with this traumatic experience, regardless, I'm finding women, when we really get that call to step out and do something yes. um, bigger, we all kind of go through those dynamics of we've been functioning outside of ourselves and we think the out external is the thing. And then we really have to learn to tap into the internal and discover who it is we really, really are yes. and really let her show up full blown, fully in the world, in all yes. her fabulousness and just be like, Ta-da, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is who I'm being. This is what I'm saying. And when we get comfortable with that version of ourselves, then I think that's the biggest breakthrough we make because then that's how we can really impact and support the people we're here to support. Because by them seeing us, just our very essence of waking up and stepping up and saying, this is what I'm going to do, gives every woman our, you know, permission to be who she's came here because we're demonstrating that we're just, we're here and we're doing it. Yeah. And that was something that I got too, you know, as I was asking and trying to figure out why all this stuff happened. And as I was re-entering, you know, the business world and the community and all that kind of stuff, I really struggled with like, oh, what are they going to think? And how, how is that going to work? And it was, I really got a download. I just, I call them downloads, you know, intuition, message from God, whatever, that me, Failing and then starting again was what a lot of people needed to see, like permission that you can do this, you know, because I was like, well, who am I? And it was like, you're exactly what people need to see. They can they need to see that you can have this thing in your past and then, you know, rise up or start again and succeed and accomplish things. So. Yeah, I think it's this, it's, you know, it's your favorite quote too. We found out as we were talking, as we connected, you know, that Marianne Williamson, that as we shine our light, we give other people permission. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you talked about just because you started the, the shelter to give to, for you to have the value, you know, it's the same thing um, really that I discovered in a different kind of way, but it's the same same thing is that when I left the corporate world, you know, my whole identity was, was around being this corporate woman, you know, with this business card, with this title, I finally got, and you know, the salary and all that stuff and all the perks that came with that. And then when I stepped out of that, the biggest aha for me was to discover that I had placed so much value there because that's who I had been for so many years. I was a corporate girl. Who who else was I supposed to be? You know, and so I think by you going through what you did, definitely, and and because you did it yourself, 
And the thing is, when we go through our own transformation and, and we see it in other people. So when we're here to serve and help other people, we can see that mask that they're putting up, you know, that they're seeking value in all these other places and all these other things. And you're like, ah, that's no stop the madness, you know? Yes. And I can also sit in a place and look at, you know, my clients and look at other people and be like, no matter how bad it looks for them right now, I know it's going to get better because I've gone through that process. You know, people with the, the trauma in their past and stuff, sometimes people are like, I'm broken and they label themselves and they don't even hope for the ability to succeed. And it's like, no, you can absolutely succeed. There, there's not, no reason not to. We can heal from anything. Yeah. And when we've gone through it, and I think our businesses lead us to healing and life leads us to healing. And we all go through these experiences where all the things we're depending on externally, like fall apart. And it's yeah. awful, but it's also amazing and wonderful. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And I think it's so amazing um, because I, you know, we have this insight now and this ability, you know, and, and you and I are both mothers. So we now can impact the next generation in a whole different way than what we had or experienced um, because either our mothers um, didn't know, weren't capable or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when you become um, enlightened and you embody this energy and this frequency, then you put that into the next generation without consciously, unconsciously, either way. Um, and then they, I think that helps change the world. What do you think? Oh, yes. I, I say that all the time that as we heal, because there's a lot of mothers and their kids are older or they're teenagers or they're like, oh, I screwed them up too much. Because um, when I, I teach people about, you know, we're programming our kids when they're little and a lot of people are like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, what did I do? Including myself. But as we heal, whether we start healing when we're 40 or 50 or 60 or 20, whatever it is, that healing is exactly affecting our kids and we can have conversations at when they're adults and when we're adults and it does it stops it i really believe it stops it like right when you heal you're affecting the timeline of your kids it doesn't matter if they live in the house or not i truly believe there's like they can tell the shift in yeah. you and how you interact with them and you can have those conversations there's there's every kid needs to hear that. I'm proud of you. I love you. Maybe I'm sorry. Um, all those things. And you can do that at any age. But yeah, absolutely. And that shifts how they're going to raise their kids because we're all doing what we were taught. So if our parents screwed up, it's because they weren't taught anything better. And so when we know better, we model it and then our kids can copy. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the I think the biggest thing is that, at least for me, I know like my mom um, and still to this day, um, like she would have never, ever said she was wrong or even that she was sorry about something. You know, she was the mom. She knew it all. And it was so amazing when I discovered that that wasn't true. You know, like, oh, you don't really know it all. I can't say that to you, but I now know you don't know it all. And I'm okay to learn my own way and do my thing. Mm -hmm. That was the most freeing thing. And, and as a parent, it gives me the thing to be like, say, I'm sorry, or I don't know, or, yeah. you know, let me figure it out and let me see how I can support you. And, and versus that whole way of, I know it because I'm the parent. 
Yeah. And when our parents did teach us like that, you know, that's just what they learned and everything. Yeah. When you can shift um, how you are understanding that these beliefs that aren't serving us, right? Because if that caused you to have guilt or not trust yourself when you, a lot of times if our parents are always right and then we have a different opinion, we grow up learning, well, I must be wrong and I can't trust myself. And we're looking for outside, you know, validation. So when you're like, oh, my parents are human. They can make mistakes. They can be wrong. This thing in me that I've been denying or shutting down or saying I can't trust myself. Like you can learn that. I mean, that's part of being an adult. And it's part of healing that we don't we don't learn. You know, we have to learn it later on. So, yeah, and that gives you the opportunity to, like, be in your own truth, and then you can love your parent or forgive your parent or whatever from that space. Oh, I know. I mean, I think I was, I think I was so surprised when it just dawned on me, and I now can deal with my mom in so much better, um, when I realized that she was just this girl who some of her dreams didn't happen, and, you know, she had to make some pivots in life. Um, because of decisions she made and, you know, just life itself. And when I realized she was just this girl who is just doing what she does the best she knows how, but there's unfulfilled dreams there that really made it really important to me to be a woman that does everything I possibly can to fulfill my dreams one way or another. And so, um, it's the biggest things why I'm like women just to really step into, you know, what we call here, the fat factor being fabulous and having fat factor energy. Um, But, you know, same still the work that you do is still at the bottom line is the core of it is being who you really are and really tapping into your dreams and your desires. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's the, that's the process of figuring out what does that mean? What does that look like? How do I have to shift how I'm thinking? And, like you're saying, step up. What does that require? For some people, it's just changing how they're thinking about something, getting out of their comfort zone, um, trying something new. And for some people, like for me, I needed help and I needed, you know, other people to show me how to do that. But yeah, we're always being asked to show up differently and do we're, we're, we're in a different culture and we're, our parents did their best and their grandparents did their best. And we're being asked to go a step further and, and show up in different ways and see what that looks like. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> this is 2020 and getting a new decade and some, we're in a new reset moment of life um, with the way the world is showing itself. But even before we got to this, now we're saying as a reset, just coming into this new year and this new decade, did you feel the energy? Did you feel the shifting that we're getting ready to be really going on? And especially the the part that we as women entrepreneurs and business women can play in that shift? Oh my goodness. I am floored. I am absolutely floored. For me, if um, 10 years ago, if you would have said, here's a pill to make you feel better, here's a um, like 
two-step, four-step process. Like I went to the, my first time I ever went to therapy, I was like, please give me a pill. I'm angry at everybody. I hate everybody. Fix me now. And I, and I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be spiritual. I didn't want to slow down. I didn't want to surrender. I didn't want to do any of these things that now I've learned through the process. That's the answer. It's connecting with the divine. It is slowing down. It is meditating. It's connecting with the feminine. And, but what's flooring me is that's been my process the last 10 years. And I didn't talk to tons of people. It's a little woo woo, a little crazy. And now it's everybody. It's like this huge shift has happened where we're talking about these things. We're understanding we've really been operating in a world. To me, it feels like without soul, like we have a lot, we have the material stuff and we have business and we have production. We're, we're so, um, productive, right? As people, and we're going to do our to-do list. And it was like, we're shifting to being like, okay, we need to bring heart into this and soul into this. And we need to bring something beyond the, just the material. We need to do this in a way that supports people and is loving and caring. That's has a long-term vision and all of that stuff. Um, and also isn't like, you telling me answers, but me finding my own answers. I think that's something that's really shifting and necessary more than ever, ever before, because all the uncertainty, the old answers don't work. That's the thing. That's the biggest shift here. And, and right now even is extreme uncertainty and it's scary. And like, I don't know what my future holds in the next few weeks. But what I've learned is to tap into the part of me that isn't scared right now. So that's the biggest shift I've seen is we're all talking about that, how to tap into that, how to be conscious, how to be connected and not fearful. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's presenting itself and it's been really intriguing listening to some various um, quote unquote um, leaders and stuff. And I had heard my, um, one mentor say, and, and it was not male bashing in any form of the fashion, but right. what she said was the most powerful thing. And she was like, um, the masculine leadership energy, um, hasn't served us at all. And it really is the rise of the feminine leadership and feminine energy, um, to balance this, or re, define this world that we live in. And so here's the thing that I find really intriguing is that when I've been on this path and really tapping into it and trying to get to that place of that trusting, and now we're in another evolution of trusting, right. but as women entrepreneurs, we're in business. Um, and so now the thing is to understand you make money because of who you are and what you decide. And then you make that non-negotiable non-negotiable to get in that place of that level of trust that is just going to come in. It's going to, the, the right clients are going to show up. And, and that's all because the world needs you to be fully you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and remembering who you really are and tapping in that power. And if you don't know, then, you know, you work with the people to support you in figuring that out. But, yeah. but what's your take on this, this new, well, not a new way. Some people have been tapped into it, but really where I think we're being put to um, is how we make money and being um, these in tune women entrepreneurs operating from this feminine perspective. What's your think? What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think that right now, especially this week, you know, my kids are home from school indefinitely. Um, I did homeschool, but my youngest um, is home. I have clients, you know, canceling consults and stuff like that. And so I'm not going to. So this is what I got last night. I'm not going to find answers scrolling Facebook. I'm not going to find answers from any government official. I'm not going to find answers on how to run my business. And and I might argue that that's masculine. I think it's just been our system as usual. And I think it does align with masculine energy. But I think there's a divine masculine too of guys that are connected and, and good and all that kind of stuff. But yes, it's this, it's the idea of, of listening to a part of us that's asking us to shift and grow and show up in different ways and trust. And the part of me that isn't scared about the next five weeks and that knows what my business is going to do and knows that I'm on this planet right now and that this was going to happen and there's a strategy and there's a plan and it might not look anything like what I thought, but that's okay. And I really got last night as I was tapping into this, um, my intuition was I have four kids at home. And I need to hang out with them. They're teenagers. They need my help processing this. They need my support to be there with them. Like that's my assignment. Like every day I'm asking for assignments. And I think that is tapping into the, the feminine, the intuitive that, you know, it's not business as usual, but I think all of us have been asking and wanting business as usual to change. You know, I think of our New Year's resolutions, if we wanted to be more connected, we wanted to be more aware, we wanted closer relationships with our families, like we've been asking for this, it's just showing up in this really different way than, than I would have liked. But you know, if things don't show up drastically, sometimes we don't pay attention, you know, and, and so I don't know, that's kind of my, point. well, you know, yeah. So, you know, here's the thing is, and it is one of those things. And if, you know, if we don't pay attention to who we're being called to be, I think um, when we really are tuning in and to trusting where we're being guided to do um, is that um, we'll go back to the world we live in. It, it hits these points every now and there's every We've been here before, it looked different, but we've been here before. Yeah. And every time we're at this transition or this reset, um, those people who are in business, those people who were like the leaders um, in their industry, didn't tune in, yeah. didn't tap in, yeah. didn't make the pivot, and they're no longer here anymore. I was listening to somebody and they said, and they reminded me, and I remember it was just when I lived in St. Louis and I remember seeing a store, but I remember it from growing up and seeing the store. And that probably was the last time I ever saw it was back in the day when they had the Kodak stores where you would take your film, your pictures, you know, to get developed. Yeah. And they didn't prepare or be ready for digital Right. Come. And they no longer exist. I, like my son didn't even know there's a Kodak. He'll never even know. It'd be like, I was going to say, my kids don't either. What on yeah. earth are you talking about? But it's, it's those kind of, and if we don't 
understand that happens to them. It could happen to us at our level. And that here's a moment because we are in tune and we are tapped in. And if we don't trust it and if we listen, we we now are rising up for, you know, who knows? I mean, think about when you started your podcast. You know, what if you were just trying to start it now? You know, yeah, there would be so much uncertainty on it, but we're already doing it. And now yes. we need to take it to the next level. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. the new voices, the new thought leaders. We are now the new thought leaders. So exactly. And I think that is really, really, really scary for a lot of people. And so the people who thrive are those of us who know how to deal with that fear. And I think that's where this divine feminine comes in because there's comfort there. There's peace there. You can go and cry, which I highly recommend if you need to, and say, what do I do now? What do I do with my business? I just did an intuition session with a client this morning who's in finances and she had a goal that she wanted to meet. So we sat and we asked, what do I do? And you sit with that divine the intuition and the feminine and and God. And you say, what do I do now? Because this is a scary time. We aren't left alone. And that's the big shift is to realize you're not alone. Go ask questions, ask what you're going to do, because that's the people who can, those are the people who can withstand this is we got to connect with that part and see where do we need to shift? Are you going to move online? Are you more than you have been? Are you going to pivot directions? Are you going to do something different? Are like I'm being told to just be with my kids and wait a hot minute before I try to get a strategy <laughs> right now, you know, and, yeah. and I want answers, you know, but it's when we go and we trust that part and we surrender and we know that it's going to be okay. It's such a different, it's such a contrast to business as usual. Okay. And that's, that's the people who come out on the other side of this stronger, better, more able to serve whatever that looks like. Like it, it's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. It is going to look very different. You know, like my son, he's actually still in, in college. So he's still there. Um, and um, my whole thinking around it is I did not want him to panic. Wow. Um, uh, and I wanted him to just kind of move through this um, and just adapt some. Because wow. if he came right home, he would not adapt. He would be huddled in the comfort zone of being at home. Yeah. Um, I wanted him to adapt. I wanted him to yes. be able to be like, this is okay. Mom is okay. We're monitoring the situation. Um, we will go get him in the first of April, some, you know, around the end. But I wanted to get through this month with him being able to cope and just being um with the adjustment because he he might need this this one day. Um and it's very yeah. hard to do as a mom. <laughs> it is. And For today sure. that calmness and stuff. And just today, like he was like, he called me yesterday. Um, and I talk to him every day just because I have to um, during this. But he called me and he was like, does Amazon deliver turkey and ham? And I was like thinking, I'm thinking, well, no. And then my husband brilliantly said, well, Whole Foods is a part of Amazon. So, yeah, they probably do deliver 
ordered something from Whole Foods and I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And yeah. so, and, but I, tricky about it. And so I ordered it and had it sent to his aunt's house who would then take it to him, you know, on Friday. I'm sort of get delivered today, but I haven't ordered groceries. That's a new thing for me. I'm not being a person to order groceries um, and stuff, but I tapped into that, you know, and I was like, oh, this is available, you know, this yes. and he'll get exactly what I want him to have with me having to have to ask people to, to cater to my, um, too much needs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. On where I need you to shop for my kid. Yes, that's so funny. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like I'm saying comfort. We get comfort from the divine feminine when we're acting in the divine feminine, but that doesn't mean we're going to stay in our comfort zone and it doesn't mean we're not going to be asked to do scary things, you know, and that's the showing up part. It's like we we tap into that that thing that reassures us and then we go do the scary thing or learn a new we have to learn really quickly and adapt like you're saying and 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 be willing to learn and willing to not be good at things and yeah well i'm glad you can get whole foods <laughs> so funny yeah i was like how you know you you know, people don't do like me. So I know I'm special in that way. In a whole <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. So, um, but before we go, because I was yeah. like, um, what do I want to ask? What do I want to know? Um, you said so many things. Leave us with something, you know, something that, you know, you, you oh, I know it's Give us some insight why it's important. Like you were working with your client earlier about tapping into your intuition. Why is that really important? Why is that necessary to, to be unapologetic and be in a place of trust? Oh my goodness. I, Cause it's the only way. I mean, that's really what I believe. It's the only way and whatever that looks like for different people. I've been trying to, I, I made a video and then I deleted it and then I'll probably make another one. <laughs> trying to like share how how we do that but the bottom line is that's the only place you're going to find answers like i can tell you what i would do but i have four kids at home and i can work online and i have all these different circumstances you know every single person is different and so you need direction for your life and you need to tap into that and so that's why getting in touch with God, your intuition, your inner wisdom, your inner voice, whatever you call it, that part of you that's not scared right now, the part of you that has a strategy, the part of you that's saying, go take a nap or whatever. <laughs> like we need that part. And that's, that's what I am encouraging everybody to do instead of just scrolling and looking to other people. And that's where all creativity, all answers, all wisdom and growth and change. I mean, that's where it all is. And that's where you can connect with it. And it's to me, it's the most important thing. And what you I love you so much. And when we had you on your podcast, it was so uplifting because you do that. It's a part of you that's going to give you the permission, ability and strategy about how to be you right now. Right. And that's right. The, that's what the world needs is you. And me doing my thing, you know, my kids need me to be me and be their mom because they're home and they're processing all this stuff. 
Yeah, you know, it is. It's and and I love and you said it many times and I hope people hear it um, even going forward is that it's so true. Stop scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or wherever you are, because, you know, just a couple crazy posts I saw yesterday and it's like, oh, it's like I even had to just program really quick. I'm like, oh, and then, you know, you have those few people who, oh, God bless them. Um, (laughs) You're anxious and then you're angry. Then you're scared. Are, are <laughs> yeah. Into your private message, you know, something in regard. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to delete you as a friend. Please stop doing this to me. You know, it's like, it's not way, it's not, that doesn't serve and it doesn't. Um, But it's like, people have really got to get into this whole tapping in to yourself and trusting intuition that we are totally equipped, even though we think we may not be, we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we are not of it. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And if we tap inside, it will reveal every single thing because we now are back to the truth of who we really are. Um, Serena Talbot, it has been fabulous having you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so, I've, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. This is a wrap. Um, thank you for joining this episode of the new Fabu show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe. So you automatically get new shows every week. And I would love it. If you leave us a review, we are on Apple podcasts and the new Fabu show.com. I love to hear from you. Come join the conversation. You'll most be You will mostly find me here on Facebook, but I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. Just had to head to the new Fabu show, which is the elevated, unapologetic permission conversation for women leaders. And I am honored you tuned in.